everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with DG podcast. I am your host, as always, Daniel Gotera. Thanks for stopping by. It is Monday, October 4th, and playoff baseball is finally upon us. So I'm thankful for that. I'm also thankful because this is the first time the podcast has had a video element attached to it which is awesome. So if you're listening to this in the car, I don't know how that really helps you. But if you're not, and you're tuning into this on YouTube, welcome to the show. I've been posting a bunch of these episodes now since late 2019 is when I launched this podcast. So if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, and if you had no idea this thing even existed, I suggest you go check out the other episodes. Go ahead and like the podcast, subscribe to it on all Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, That's where you'll find this particular show. And I've been teasing it for months, right? I've been teasing it for months. I've talked about this. I've wanted to get a video element to this thing because, you know, during the pandemic, I noticed that there was a a huge influx of podcasts. Like everybody started doing it, right? And so you can, I guess, call me a follower, sure. Uh, Because I had the podcast in 2019. It kind of went into a lull there for a couple of months when things got really crazy with the pandemic. And about March, March Madness, I remember when this whole thing hit. Every sporting event got canceled. Then we started working from home, and I couldn't do the podcast. Interviews in person were out, out of the question. So I decided, you know what? Uh, let me let me relaunch this thing. So in the summer of 2020, I relaunched it, and I've been posting a bunch of episodes since. And uh, I've, I, hey, we've been having a good time on here. I've gotten some good reviews, some good ratings on Apple Podcasts. So I uh, I suggest you guys keep up those uh, reviews. And if you haven't done so already, go check out some of the other episodes. But this is what we do here on the podcast. Now that I have a video element attached to it, and that's the thing about this video portion. It's going to be attached to YouTube. I'm going to put it on YouTube. I'm going to put it on Facebook, although Facebook is down today and seems like it might not come back up for a while, which is not a bad thing. I'm going to get get into that a little bit later. Um, and uh, I'm going to have this on YouTube and other social media platforms. You go ahead and check it out. And it's, uh, it's a very loose format. I'll have some interviews every now and then on the show which are nice, uh, and uh, with some of the athletes in the city and some of the things that I've covered. I also give my opinions on the topics at hand or the stories of the day. And uh, like I mentioned off the top, we have October baseball to talk about finally. Astros and the White Sox will play starting on Thursday in the American League Division Series. We have the Texans who tried playing football this weekend but uh, failed miserably. And uh, we'll also get into some other topics. Maybe we'll talk about Facebook and uh, some of the other issues. So, like I said, I'm not wearing a suit. It's very loose format. I'm going to be wearing, you know, different things. Like today I'm rocking the Northwestern Under Armour hoodie. Uh, It was a rough weekend for my team. Uh, In fact, I lost a bet. I lost a bet this weekend. It was uh, to uh, former NASA astronaut Clayton Anderson. Great guy, love the guy, done some things with him in the past. He's actually one of the episodes of this podcast. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out because uh, his episode was great. Talked about his spacewalks when he was up in the space shuttle, uh, his time in space, really good guy. So he hit me up on social media last week uh, and he wanted to make a bet about the Northwestern Nebraska game this weekend and me feeling pretty confident about myself, like, oh, psh- We've handled Nebraska before in the past. No no problem. We got this. We got this. Uh, I lost. Just like the Texans, I lost in spectacular fashion. 
Um, let's just put it this way. I lost the bet, so now I have to wear a Nebraska hat on TV, and I have to buy him dinner. So, uh, yeah, it's actually not bad because I, I, li I like to talk to the guy, and it'll be fun hanging out with him because I, I really haven't seen him. You know, honestly, come to think of it, I, I don't know if I've actually talked to him in person. It was a uh, it was a Zoom interview where we first connected, we were first hooked up. I know he'd been following me on social media for a while, so it'll be nice to kind of get together with him and uh, and talk about that. But yes, I did lose a bet. You'll be seeing me in a Nebraska hat, a big red Nebraska hat with a white N, something I don't like, I don't want to be a part of. No offense, Nebraska Nation. But I'm usually in purple and white and black today for this podcast and every podcast from here on out, video-wise. I will uh, be rocking some sort of Northwestern gear, especially during the college football season. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, okay, so the format is like this. It's pretty simple. Uh, if you haven't tuned in so far, I kind of give my thoughts on what's going on in my life. And we have a top story this week. Uh, well, I think the top story is going to be the Texans. I'm going to get into that and my thoughts on what happened in Buffalo uh, on Sunday in a moment. But after we get into all uh, of our top story, we talk about our top story, then we go through some of the headlines. And uh, yeah, that's what we've got going on. That's what we're going to be dealing with each and every Monday. So that's, that's the plan as of right now. I teased it last week in one of the episodes. I said, you know, I don't know if I can come into the studio every single day to do this. Uh, well, not to mention the fact I'm off Wednesdays and Thursdays, and now the Astros playoffs are kicking off. It's going to be kind of tough. So I'm going to try to do this once a week. Uh, I'm going to be doing the podcast once a week, video-wise. I'm going to try to get a couple episodes up, still audio format, audio version of it up, uh, you know, for sure. But video-wise, I'm going to uh, do one a week, and I'm, I'm aiming to do it on Mondays. Next week, I'm going to be off on Columbus Day, but I'm going to try to come in on Tuesday to do it. At least starting the week on video, kind of recap the weekend, Texans game, anything else that goes on in Houston sports, sports scene in general, news topics, I give my thoughts on that too. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to do that once a week uh, if I can. I'm, uh, that's the goal. And then, at, you know, later, hopefully I can go live and maybe have an audience that way. Maybe pick a time during the week, one day a week, and then just kind of slowly build this thing up. So uh, I appreciate all of you guys for tuning in to this podcast. Like I said, I enjoyed it kind of like a departure of sorts for me. Uh, kind of give my thoughts, my opinions on what's going on. We don't really get that much time on the air sometimes when it comes to sports, but this is a uh, outlet for me to do what I can and kind of share my thoughts with you guys at home, whether you're in the car, whether you're on YouTube watching this, or whenever Facebook comes up on Facebook, Instagram, whenever that comes back up. <laughs> kind of a heck of a day to pick to do this, right? But I was so committed to doing it that I'm going to do it, and it's going to be uh, up and running here shortly. Um, all right, what's going on in my life? Oh, today... Today, what do we got going on? Today, I, I, I hurt my back again. So for those that have not tuned into this thing before and are watching this, you're probably wondering, what's this guy talking about uh, with his back issues? Well, I, I have a, a bad back, and I, I have an issue with my back. Uh, oh, got a text message. That's what happens live in here. Oh, never mind. Uh, it was a spam text message. So anyway, so I have a bad back, and I've actually been pretty good lately because I've been on this workout regimen which has been great, by the way. Um, getting up in the morning, working out four or five times a week. I feel great, feel more energetic, a lot more, you know, uh, stamina, I guess, if you will. I mean, it just, I just, I don't get tired as often. Before, I was, it was kind of dragging. You know, I got two kids at home, 
trying to balance the schedules. My wife works the late shift at her job. Um, and so she doesn't come home until really late. So I needed to do something. And so I started this workout regimen and everything's been going well so far. But you know, today I let hubris, my hubris get the best of me. It's really my fault, honestly, if you think about it. It's my fault uh, because uh, I was working out next to my wife. We have a gym at home. We have a little home gym set up at our new place. And um, we went running together. And usually I do like a light jog. It's a light jog. And uh, well, today I got a little ahead of myself uh, because I, I tried to go a little faster. She said, well, let's speed up. Let's go faster. She was trying to race me. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And she's a, she's a hell of an athlete. I, I'm not that great of an athlete. I just kind of pretend to be. I'm, I'm trying to get a little bit better, but she's a hell of an athlete. She, she works out all the time. So I'm like, oh yeah, sure. I, I've been working out for like a month and a half. This should be fine. So I started going faster and faster and faster and uh, I heard something in my back. It tightened up and uh, I will be wearing a brace today and maybe for the next couple of days. I'm really anxious to see what happens when I wake up tomorrow. That's going to be the real test. I've thrown out my back multiple times. If you heard the podcast, I detailed that in length, when I went to Florida this year, to Destin, Florida, I, uh, I threw out my back on the beach, and that was a nightmare. Uh, but it's been good ever since I started doing these workouts, but today I tweaked it again. I took a step that was wrong when I was running too fast, and yeah, here we are. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this podcast. Honestly, it's starting to hurt a little bit right now. But uh, anyway, that's, that's, that's the update in my world and my life. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. We're supposed to have great weather this week. Honestly, I think the roof should be open at Minute Maid. Uh, that, uh, that didn't really go well last time for the Astros when they played the White Sox in the World Series a couple of years ago. Everybody's still pissed off, by the way, about that situation. So I may uh, poke it fun at some Astros fans at that because if you guys don't know I'm a huge White Sox fan I've talked about the White Sox on here before I uh, unapologetically want the White Sox to win this series I'm not lying that's that's a fact but that doesn't mean I can't still do my job right so that's what exactly what I'm going to do but I'm going to get into the Astros in that situation here in a little bit so let's start off with our top headline the Texans and uh, I said off the top of the podcast that the uh, Texans tried to play football yesterday, and, uh, well, they failed. And uh, I'm not sure what we saw yesterday was football. I don't know if it was. I, I think they, uh, they attempted to play a version of football. Uh, but I've been watching the NFL a long time, and look, I've watched a lot of Northwestern football in my days since I was four years old, so I've seen some bad football now, okay? I, I promise you that. Uh, but I'm not sure I've seen a worse offensive performance from an NFL team in a really, really long time. Now, it may have been like the perfect storm that just, just culminated in this one moment in Buffalo. Obviously, the Bills are a really good team. They're tough to beat in Buffalo. The Texans are starting to rookie on the road for the first time. Davis Mills, he was not good against Carolina. We didn't know what to expect in that atmosphere. The weather was bad. Like, maybe this was a perfect storm. But it was ugly. And it was bad. Like, really bad football that we saw from the Texans. They had eight. Eight total yards in the first half. Kind of reminds me of that scene in uh, Black Sheep. I think it's Black Sheep. When the cop it pulls over Chris Farley and David Spade on the road after the nitrous oxide boosters had leaked into the car. And uh, they were having a grand old time. I, I think you guys remember that scene. 
And uh, the cop pulls him over and says, sir, do you know how fast you were going? And uh, Chris Farley says, I, I don't know, about 60, 65 tops. Seven. Seven miles an hour. That's how I feel when I say eight. Eight yards of offense in one half of NFL football. That is hard to do. They had minus 23 yards passing. They were averaging, <laughs> they were averaging 0.3 yards per play in the first half. That is absolutely dreadful. And I guess the takeaway from all of this is that until Tyrod Taylor gets back, we are going to be treated as some really, really bad football, I think. Because it's just the nature of it. The offensive line is not run blocking. They're not really protecting. Davis Mills kind of indecisive with his decision making in the back. So if you can't run the ball, that puts the quarterback in a tough spot. And look, honestly, yesterday it looked like they were going to be fine, right? They got that pick, Lonnie Johnson. They get into Bill's territory. They go for it on fourth down, which I thought was the right call. Because if you're on the road, you're going to try to put up as many points as you can. But they couldn't run the ball. And then Davis Mills couldn't complete a pass to David Johnson on the side. And then from that point on, it was a mess. Five turnovers, four interceptions. Look, I, I've thought David Culley has done a really nice job with this team so far, given the circumstances, right, with the roster changeover and, you know, first-year head coach, then the low expectations. I thought in the first three games, they came and competed. They played hard. But I really thought... As this game went on against Buffalo, I really thought that even in their own minds, they were like, oh, my God, this is a really tough uphill climb. And, you know, talking to athletes before in the past, I mean, when that, when that stuff starts to set in, I mean, that's, that's really hard to rein back, right? It's really hard to bring those feelings back. And, uh, you know, David Culley today, uh, uh, David Culley was talking about the aftermath of that, and I kind of want to play you a soundbite so you can listen to it. There's David Culley. Well, it is embarrassing. The thing we say is to, to win a football game, you got to keep from losing. We felt like we lost the football game yesterday because we didn't do the things that we need to do to, uh, to play winning football, and that's protect the football, uh, not have penalties that's going to keep drives from sustaining. And we did those things yesterday frequently, focusing on, first of all, the mistakes that we made. Uh, the big thing about that is, is that I've said this before many times. You always want to look and see is who was the enemy. The enemy was us last night for about 24 points in the ball game that we gave up because of things that we didn't do correctly, the things that we need to do better at. And uh, basically when we go back and they come in today and we look at the video, we got to get those things corrected. <clears throat> and we get those things corrected and we know that when we play good football and play complimentary football, uh, we'll be okay. Cully's trying his best. I know he is. I love his energy, even when he lost yesterday. I mean, he was very, like, upfront about it, right? He said, look, it was on me. We've heard that before. But I feel like this time it was a little bit more sincere. It got a little robotic last time with, uh, with Bill O'Brien being in charge, saying, oh, it's on me. We just got to be better. Just got to be better. I can almost script the responses. But I feel like this was a little bit more genuine. And I, I feel for the guy because he's got a rookie quarterback. And it's really not Davis Mills' fault. Look, he's a third-round pick. He's doing his best. And we've talked about it on Sports Extra before. I just don't think he's ready. I don't think he's ready for this moment just yet. He might be later on, but being thrown into the situation with a team that's still trying to find their identity, that one that can't run the ball, even though they've got three linebackers that have been to the Pro Bowl in the past, 
or linebackers, running backs that have been in the Pro Bowl, they, they just they don't have the identity right now um, to be able to even compete in those games. And I think it's unfortunate because I, I, I know they play hard for David Culley. I talked to Justin Reed last week. He, he, he loves Culley. He, he, he thinks he's brought like this new life to the team. But as of right now, schematically and player-wise, roster-wise, I, just, I don't know if they have the players and the, and the talent right now to be able to compete week in and week out. Next week, the Patriots come to town. So we'll see what happens there with Bill Belichick coaching against the first-time coach David Culley. It might be another rough one. At least it's at home. Right, and if you can get some semblance of a running game going, things can open up with a play action. And, and there were times that you know Davis Mills was making those rookie mistakes. He was locking in on Brandon Cooks, and he wasn't going to look anywhere else. And by that time, the Bills' front four, the Bills were getting pressure with their front four. So they got to really fix that offensive line. I know that they've kind of put it in flux. They moved Titus Howard to guard instead of being at tackle where he should be. So that, that whole thing has really been in flux, but uh, that was ugly football yesterday. And I, I watched a lot of bad football this weekend. I didn't watch much of the Northwestern game when they lost 56-7, to but the teams that I watch on a weekly basis got outscored 96-7 to this weekend. Um, so, yes, I, uh, I need a break from football for a little bit. And thankfully, the one break that we get is a welcomed one, and that's topic number two. We head to the Astros. It's a series that I've absolutely been dreading, but it's here. I'm a lifelong White Sox fan. I've been a fan since I can remember. I grew up watching Frank Thomas. That's when I really became a huge fan, and ever since then, I've been White Sox all the time. In 2005, it was fantastic. Uh, that was one of the best moments of my life, aside from my wife marrying my wife and seeing my two kids born, winning the World Series in 2005, sweeping the Astros was the best moment of my life. Watching that was fantastic. I went to game two that year when Scott Podsednik, Texas boy Scott Podsednik, hit the uh, walk-off home run off of Brad Lidge. That was awesome. And uh, honestly, I'm unapologetically saying this right now. As I said off the top, I hope the White Sox win the series. That's the way, that's what I want. I won't be able to watch the games in person. I'm probably going to be somewhere in the bowels of Minute Maid watching on my phone so I can have some emotional response to what's going on. Uh, but that's just me, man. I, I, when I watch baseball, I have to be emotional. When I watch my team in the playoffs, I've, I've warned my wife about this. We got a little bit of a taste last year when the White Sox went. Um, but when it's my team in the playoffs, and the last time they've had a full series like this playing in front of a home crowd uh, was back in 2008. I get like really into it. Like I need to be in the zone. I can't have anybody else in my way or distract me from what's going on. I just, I just get really into it. So this series is going to be great. I really think this Astros White Sox series is going to be fantastic. Uh, both teams are really, really good. Both teams have issues and glaring weaknesses. Uh, I think for the White Sox, their offensive inconsistency could be an issue, but that weakness can team up pretty well with the Astros' weakness in the fact that the Astros' pitching staff really is not that great after you get past Lance McCullers Jr. and Framber Valdez and then Ryan Presley in the back. The bullpen, as we know, for the Astros has been streaky all year. Compare that to the White Sox bullpen and the White Sox pitching staff. It's one of the best in the American League. Uh, so 
This series is going to come down to who makes those crucial mistakes. You know the mistakes are going to happen. You know the bad pitch is going to happen. You know an error is going to happen. Astros are really good on defense. White Sox a little shaky with that. But these two teams are really good in their respective ballparks. And that's why I thought all along, coming into this series, it was vital for each of these teams to get home field advantage. The White Sox are the best team in the American League at home. On the south side of Chicago, they play a different brand of baseball this year. I don't know what it is. I don't know why that is. But when they get into the friendly confines, and I'm going to call it friendly confines. I know it's not Wrigley Field, but that's where the real baseball is played on the south side of Chicago, not over there in that, uh, that so-called ballpark on the north side. When the White Sox get into guaranteed rate field, they play differently, and they've got a lot of confidence in there. So I think I made this prediction last week. I think this series will go five games, and I think each team will win their games at home. So I'm predicting right now Astros in five. However, if the White Sox are able to take one of the games here at home, if the White Sox take one of the games here at home, whether Thursday or Friday night at Minute Maid Park, this series does not come back to Houston. That is my prediction. I think the White Sox close it out in four if the White Sox are able to steal one of these here at home because, like I said, the White Sox are a different breed of baseball. They play a different breed of baseball, or a different brand of baseball, I should say, in Chicago. What do I think this series is going to come down to? I said the crucial mistakes, right? For the White Sox, from their perspective, Tim Anderson has to be on, the leadoff hitter. If you go, here's the thing about this series. If you go position by position, so let's do that. Why not? I'm going to have Jeremy Booth on later this week to talk about uh, this series and kind of break it down a little bit more. But let's go position by position to show you, from my perspective, how I think this series is so close. So let's go around the diamond. At first base, the White Sox are better. Jose Abreu is a run producer. He's got 30 home runs, 117 RBIs. He's just a better player. Even though Yuli Gurriel won the batting title, I take Jose Abreu. At second base, Altuve obviously better than Cesar Hernandez. Uh, at shortstop, honestly, I think it's a toss-up. Not a lot of people know about Tim Anderson. He is one of the more electric players in all the game. We got a glimpse, the national audience at least got a glimpse of him during the Field of Dreams game, and it was... That was one of the best moments of the baseball season. Correa has been magnificent, but I think those two players are right there. Anderson should be getting paid a lot more than he is, so the White Sox are getting a steal. But any given night, that's a toss-up. It's not a consistent one player's better than the other. Uh, at third base, the White Sox are better. Yoan Moncada has had a better season than Alex Bregman. I know Bregman's been hurt, but Moncada, his overall war when it comes to wins above replacement is better than Bregman. Uh, let's go with the left field. Michael Brantley playing in left field over Eloy Jimenez. I'll take Michael Brantley in that one. Center field, Luis Robert against whoever the Astros throw out there, whether it's Chaz McCormick, uh, I, I, whoever the Astros decide to play, Luis Robert's a better player. Uh, Luis Robert, a lot of fans are going to get to know him this year uh, in these playoffs because he's red hot, and I think he's a better player overall. Uh, and then in right field, they have... Um, Kyle Tucker, who's been very good in right field, and I take him over whoever the White Sox put out there. Designated hitter, obviously, Jordan Alvarez is better. But catcher, the White Sox have a better catcher in Yasmani Grandal. So if you take a look at the positions around the diamond, this series is even. 4-4, four, four, shortstop being a toss-up. Uh, pitching staff, the White Sox are better pitching staff. I mean, starting-wise, I know the ERA, team ERA is right there, close by. But when we look at the bullpens, the White Sox bullpen is set up for, 
October success. They went and got Craig Kimbrell. He's been pitching better of late. Liam Hendricks has been unhittable this year. One of the best relievers in all the game. I know the Astros have Alex Presley, but after uh, Alex Presley, I know they have Ryan Presley. I said, Alex, what is Alex Presley? Ryan Presley. I know they have Presley, but after that, it's very up and down. I, I, you don't know what you're going to get on any given night from those relievers of the Astros. So the, the Astros pitching staff, the, it has, you know, the White Sox pitching staff is a little bit better than the Astros. So it, it really is a true toss-up series, and I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. And I know people have already been texting me, like, oh, the Sox are in trouble, this and that. I get it. I'm going to be watching this series very nervous. Uh, the Astros start working out on Tuesday. They have workouts on Wednesday. White Sox are in town on Wednesday to start working out themselves. So it's going to be just one heck of a series. I think it's probably going to be the best series of all the division series because the teams are so evenly matched. And uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing a great battle between these two. Again, it's going to come down to those little things, the crucial mistakes, the things that, you know, that, that aren't seen so much in the box score, situational hitting. That's what's going to determine this series that is so close between these two teams. A lot of people have picked the Astros to win the World Series. Some have picked the White Sox. So I think whoever comes away from this has a great shot to get to the World Series. I know Tampa's tough. The wild card team is also tough, whether that be the Red Sox or Yankees. But I think whoever comes out of this series has a great shot to get to the World Series. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun at Minute Maid on Thursday. The crowd is going to be hyped. The crowd is going to be hyped in Chicago on the south side. This is what you play for. This is what you root for. The Astros have had just an amazing run at this. The White Sox are just embarking on their fantastic run that they're going to have over the next four or five years. Maybe it's a passing of the guard, or maybe this is the last hurrah for the Astros. But it is going to be a fantastic series, one that I did not want to happen, but I am anxious to see the result of it now that both teams are seemingly healthy. Remember, the Astros have not seen this White Sox lineup in its full capacity this season. When the White Sox came here in June, that was the worst series the White Sox have played all year. They were not fully healthy. I'm not saying that's the excuse. I know people will say, oh, that's what White Sox fans say, because they weren't fully healthy. It, it's, it's an excuse, sure, if you want to look at it that way, but it's true. So the Astros have not seen a fully healthy White Sox team, which is exactly what they are right now. And the White Sox have not seen this atmosphere. It's a young team. They have not seen this playoff atmosphere just yet. The Astros are accustomed to playing in it. We'll see if that makes the difference in the end. Right now, I'm predicting Astros in five, but if the White Sox win a game here, one of games one or two, this series probably doesn't come back to Houston. Facebook and Instagram are down, and to our surprise, the world keeps spinning. It's really amazing how that works out, isn't it? And honestly, I'm kind of rooting for all social media companies to be down for just maybe like two weeks, maybe a month. I think that would be kind of interesting, right? To just kind of get back to not bickering about things. That's, I mean, sports, news, politics, entertainment. Like, I mean, social media, and I've said this before on the podcast, some of my previous episodes, if you want to go listen to my thoughts on this, social media is toxic. It is a toxic world. Yes, there's, there's some good. There's a lot of good that comes from it. But, man, it has really driven people to do things that I don't know if they, they would have done in the past. Like, we've got a lot of people arguing about really petty and pointless things online. It gets nasty. Names are being said. It goes back and forth. 
that's not what social media was probably intended for. And these companies have not really put a stop to any of this either, kind of fanning the flames because they get more and more successful. So like, oh, why not? Hey, let's, let's let people keep fighting. Let's let people keep putting out false information and fighting and all this sort of stuff. But I think we need a reset as a society. We need to reset. We need to kind of come back to terms and realize that, you know what? We're really not all that different. What you see on social media, what you see on your phone and the pictures and whether people are posting stuff on trips and whether they use filters and Snapchat and this mess one after another, there's something new every day. This is not real life, man. This right here, this ain't real life. Real life is what's happening right in front of you. And I think we're a lot more similar than what this and these social media companies want to portray. I really do. And so I see all these stories that always pop up about what's trending and what's this. People in the center of the country or people in like the mountains in Oregon or Montana, those people don't care about what's happening here. Those people are farming. Those people are living their lives. They don't focus on this, man. This is like only 10% of the population is on this junk. And I'm guilty of it too, because I spend too much time on this. I get those weekly reports from my phone. Thank you, smartphone, for telling me how much time I look at you. But we need to get past this, man. So I, I, when I saw Facebook and Instagram were down, I was, I was honestly happy. I was like, this is great, man. Let's, let's, let's move past this. Let's, let's kind of connect again. Even if it's text or calling somebody, that's, that's a lot better than getting on here and arguing about uh, your team sucks and my team is better, or your team cheated and my team didn't cheat. Like, enough. Like, who cares? Who cares? Just watch the game. Enjoy the games when it comes to sports. Politics is a totally different animal that I don't even want to touch, but it seems that these devices are tearing us apart little by little while they're supposed to be connecting us. And that, I think, is very unfortunate. So, if Facebook and Instagram, you want to just take a break for a while, Twitter, why don't you join them for about two weeks? I would be totally fine with that. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Time Out with DG podcast, episode 76. I didn't even say the episode off the top. I think it's episode 76. Let me double check. I just talked about our phones, right? Well, here I am looking some crap up on my phone. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, Time Out with DG. Yeah, this is episode 76. Ah, there's a lot going on in my life, so I hope you enjoyed it. We talked Texans, we talked Astros. I will have more Astros coverage later this week. I'm going to get our baseball analyst, Jeremy Booth, on a Zoom call where we could talk about this series and really break down things. He thinks the White Sox are going to win this series, by the way. I was not upset with that prediction. Uh, but uh, I think that it's going to be a fantastic series. I can't wait to get into it and talk about it while I watch uh, the games on my phone in some corner of Minute Maid Park away from everything else because that's the way I watch playoff baseball when the White Sox are involved. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to talk to you then. I will be back with more Time Out with DG. Thanks for tuning in, by the way. If you're on YouTube and you're watching this and you watched all the way through, man, uh, thanks. And um, now you can go outside. Enjoy this beautiful weather. We're supposed to have an amazing week. But if you've watched this, I really appreciate it. That means a lot to me. I'm trying to do something a little bit different here. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be fun when we uh, when we do some fun things here on this show. We're going to have some interviews coming up, maybe get my colleagues now that I'm back in studio recording these things. We can have a segment with them talking about their lives, what they think about sports stories and this and that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. There's a whole bunch more that I can't think of right now off the top of my head. If they're even working. <laughs> 
because we've seen a lot of companies down and we just talked about how that's a really good thing. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, I will see you later.